0: You're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women, killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, get out. Welcome to episode 33 of the Bossy Bitch podcast with me, Elsa Mitchell. Today, I am chatting to Alice McDonald, who I've never spoken to until now and so I took a gamble.
1: <laughs> oh, What are you in for? <laughs> oh no,
0: um, hence why I said this could be juicy. No, Alice is a divorce and separation coach and I know you might be a bit like, what the hell is that? And it's a big part of why I wanted to get her on the podcast. It's no secret that I am going through a divorce but this is not intended to be my own personal online counselling session. I am always deeply fascinated by people that are doing things that are a little bit different and I kind of happen to think that being a divorce and separation coach is very niche and a little bit different and probably quite interesting. Hey, Alice?
1: Yeah, it's definitely interesting and it's a bit different. And when I first stepped into this space and I was, you know, talking with somebody who was helping me, you know, define myself, you know, market wise, like, well, you know, actually, what you want to do is work with people going through separation and divorce. I'm like, do I have to call myself a divorce coach? Cause like, <laughs> you know, it's still kind of about negative connotations around it, right?
0: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. But I mean, plenty of us going through it. <laughs> well,
1: that's, that's the daft thing about it, right? Like, it's so ridiculously common and it's one of those mm-hmm. things that people often don't talk openly about
0: yep it's a tricky one to navigate and we just spoke before we went live about being respectful of partners because you know like for me they are it's the father of your children and you don't want to be launching grenades on an online forum (laughs) by the same token like I've seen after working in the hair and beauty industry for 20 years and speaking to hundreds and hundreds of women day in, day out about all of these issues we're going to talk about today, you know, there are common themes and it can be such a tumultuous time that, you know, you kind of, it's great to be able to be like, let's take some of the angst out of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and certainly that's some of the work that I do as we'll talk about today as being a divorce coach. It's all, you know, how can you move forward? You know, how can you get you know, be positive in this space, right?
0: And so, first of all, I'd love for you to share with my listeners how you came to be a divorce coach. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. we can all probably take a stab guessing. (laughs) What would be your first hint? (laughs) I'm pretty sure you don't become a divorce coach unless you've been divorced yourself. And- (laughs) I guess as well, what is it? What do you do? How do you help?
1: Yeah, so as you guessed, uh, I went through a separation and divorce. So I was uh, with the same guy for 23 years. We met each other when we were still teenagers, really. We had kids really young and you know, some stuff went down and I decided that I would end the marriage out of love and respect for myself. It was the hardest decision I've ever made. And in terms of becoming a separation and divorce coach, the journey to get here has actually been quite a long one so you know after you kind of get through the shock of you're like shit now I'm gonna to have to support myself going forward like I don't even know what that looks like okay well what am I good at I'm good at drawing okay cool you know? <laughs> so you know I started dabbling in you know some portraiture and I'm like oh do you know what it's just not viable for the amount of time that I have to spend on these artworks and I also just don't want to be sitting at a desk for hours and hours and hours a week so I did that for a little while put it aside and then I'm like oh what else am I good at I'm really good with numbers and I'm good at finance and I had previously studied uh, in financial planning just out of curiosity because I'm a bit of a nerd like that and I'm like well it's still in the same vein like I'm really big on empowering women and I'm like well if I can bring my you know math skills and combine that you know around focusing on goals moving forward and you know looking at how you can financially support that that would be brilliant but it also meant because of the Haynes Royal Commission that I then had to go back and uh, do a degree (laughs) and I love studying so that was great and then I was talking with my own personal financial planner and was really looking at the lifestyle that I might lead stepping into that profession and take into consideration like I was about three quarters of the way through this degree and I was like oh god no like after having so much autonomy I'm like I don't want to do that Mm, (laughs) like I love the concept of you know the finance and the empowering people but lifestyle was I was like nah okay well what else do I want to do what else am I good at and so years and years ago I did a lot of coaching and self-expression and leadership always been in the personal development field and also you know prior to that I did a degree in psychology. So I'm not a psychologist, but I have a psychology background. You know what? I'm going to study life coaching. And that's kind of where it ended up in terms of, you know, divorce coaching, like going through a coaching phase. But then when I was looking at where I wanted to niche, I was like, well, I'd actually really like to work with women who are going through that phase of rediscovering their purpose in life after their kids have sort of gotten a bit older. And you're like, okay, well now what do I do with myself? But the more I delved into my story, the more I realized that that the redefining of purpose and doing that at the same time as separating, it's like mm. this double whammy of shit, I've lost my future with the husband that I was going to have after my kids and I don't know what to do with myself now also because what I do and my kids are gone, right? So it's like this double whammy of reinvention mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, shit, I really don't want to go into that space. Yeah. But you know what? I can make a really big difference there. Amazing. And I think some of the things that – really impacted my decision to step into there was like two of my team my, my GP and my lawyer independently both said to me you are one of the best transformations that we have seen go through this whole period or this whole phase wow like, oh shit I was just trying to tread water
0: <laughs> yeah That's real, wow. yeah right and not so murder anyone shh, don't tell anyone
1: <laughs> so I'm like, well, clearly I'm do. I did something different, you know. And if I can make this process easier for someone going through this phase, bloody oath I'm going to, because it's it's awful. It's so hard. And
0: can I say, I just don't think I mean, no one wants to get divorced. No one ever gets married <laughs> thinking they're gonna get divorced. I don't mean no. I don't know, maybe they do, but I mean uh-uh. and you know it's a big thing. But then when you go through it, you're like, Holy shit, this is so much bigger than I ever imagined it to be. So challenging
1: mentally, emotionally, physically, practically, like so many things to consider. It's, And I think, you know, everyone goes through that phase and maybe you can speak to this as well. Like sometimes it's just so overwhelming.
0: And why is it so big? You know, like it's so (laughs) easy to get married. People fall in love in a week (laughs) engaged a week later. They get married. It's so easy. But getting divorced is like a fucking nuclear bomb going off in your life. And I'm like, why? Why is it so big? (laughs) I guess if it it wasn't, we'd all be getting married and divorced left, right and center.
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting point that you make, right? Like it is really easy to get married and it's such a, such, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like a big ball of wool that's all mixed together in different colors and different shapes that, you know, you then have to pull apart on the other side of a a divorce. But, you know, in terms of getting married, like the process is just so disproportionate.
0: (laughs) Oh, It really is. It really is. Yeah. And there's like so many questions, and, and as I said earlier, these aren't specific to me. <laughs> some will be. I'm not going to tell you which ones, but some will be. But, you know, sitting standing behind a chair in a hair salon for many years, I would get quite frustrated for women. You know, I'd see them come in and for years – they'd still be angry, still be resentful, still not letting go. And I just want to slap him across the face and go, dude, you're not – like he's winning, you're losing like because you're still years later. And I honestly think they'll probably spend their whole – Lives carrying around that anger and resentment, and it was hard to watch because I think how I guess what I'm looking for is what tips do you have, what tools do you have to stay, I guess, positive or advice because I'd be like, you don't want to be that person that's like 65 and you've just spent the last 20, 30 years being so angry. Like the only person that gets hurt in that is you. And the other thing I I would see a lot is often it'd be the woman that or the person that had made the decision to leave would be the one that would be the husband would go, okay, move on and start a new life and then the woman would be furious. It's like I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I guess there's a few things in what you just said. And, you know, your first question was, you know, how do you stay positively moving forward in this space, right, you know, and not hang on to it? Is that Mm. right? Yeah, eat, Um, sleep,
0: breathe, you know, front page of the newspaper every day.
1: Yeah, so, like, I think holding on to it is a choice. Yes. Um, If you want to have that be your story, then go for it. As you mentioned, like the only person that's going to suffer is yourself. Once the decision is made, whether it's a decision that you made together, whether it's amicable, or whether it's really not amicable, it's done. You can't change it. And so what you can do is focus on your future moving forward. So, to your question about tips for staying positive, like one of the things that I get all of my clients to do in the beginning is to get really clear on what's important to them. Get really clear on what your values are. And the reason that I do this is often people don't take the time to assess what's important to them mm-hmm. or who is important to them in their life and so there's just a bunch of chaos all around right and the other thing is that going through this space you know the amount of energy that is required to sometimes just get out of bed <laughs> yes and the energy that you then also have to apply to the practical elements of going through a separation and divorce whether it be with legal stuff financial mm-hmm. stuff or moving house like there's so much of that wow, stuff so absolutely. you're doing so much more than you would normally do anyway and you're at a reduced capacity both cognitively and emotionally and energetically
0: Yep.
1: why the fuck would you want to excuse me but why, why would you want to spend your energy on things that don't matter uh, yes. and things that you don't value so it's really important to get clear on What does matter? Because your time and energy is limited and you really only want to apply that to those things that do matter. So that would be my number one thing would be get really clear on what's important to you and get really clear on who is important to you.
0: And the reason I'm laughing is because literally I just said to someone today that I had the last sort of week – you know, you deal with people like to gossip a little bit (laughs) and (laughs) you get opinions and friends get divided and it's, it gets a bit messy. And, you know, I've, in my own divorce, of course you confide in girlfriends and they probably confide in other people and they, you know, like everyone has something to say and it's hard to get not to get a little bit, take that on when you're hearing other people might be not saying the nicest things about you and I said to someone this morning, the last few days, I felt like I've had to just sort of go, hang on a second, what do I want for myself, you know? um, What do I want for my life? What Uh does my future look like and Uh what's important to me because actually those people that maybe maybe saying those things are probably not my future anyway or not aligning with what's important to me and what my values are anyway. And just getting really, really selfish on what do I want you know I'm here for a reason some Mm. of us made it or not made it but I am here for a reason what's important to me and I've literally just been like writing that out creating (laughs) the the vision board (laughs) yeah
1: it's the perfect thing to do right like because then you have a clarity I was like if you notice yourself worrying about that sort of thing I'm like hang on just let me check in with what I wrote oh no I don't need to worry about that and I think you know on the point of people gossiping and you're worrying about people saying things about you The only two people that know what went on behind closed doors were you and your partner, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of stuff that, you know, I've only ever shared with, you know, a handful of my friends. But for the most part, the only people that know what went down (laughs) are two people. Uh, And all the rest of it is just judgment and assessment based on guessing, really. Um, And
0: someone once said to me, there are two sides to every story and both are not wrong.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, like, you know, my story will be different from my ex-husband's story and, you know, the same for anybody else going through this. Uh, and And
0: sometimes entirely different. And I think it was once said you know you draw a six between you one sees a six and one sees a nine you know like you both have your versions and they're both true to you and from your perspective I guess
1: yeah and I think that it's equally heartbreaking it's the loss of something beautiful in my view anyway yeah so going back to what you said about you know tips to moving positively forward so one of them is doing exactly what you're doing so it sounds like you're all over it Why the not? other thing <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you are <laughs> <You're like 10 laughs> steps ahead of so many people <laughs> The second thing I would say is make sure that you deliberately include fun in your life Yes, and 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 things things that bring you joy. And this may be like something really simple as, you know what, I go to the shops and I buy myself some flowers because every time I walk past them I'm like, oh they're great. I deserve them. And it's about filling up your cup because you'll have a lot of negative, you know, things that drag you down. But if you're bringing in a lot of those positive elements, you can kind of get your energy levels to, you know, have some sort of stability about them. And one of the things that's challenging about this when you're going through this sort of space is, you know, sometimes you think, well, you know, I'm going through a separation and divorce. I should be feeling crap. That's a big one. No, you
0: don't. You could still be having fun. Yeah. And this is not for me, but uh, somebody else recently I heard say, I feel like everyone Wants me to feel bad, and I actually am feeling quite happy about my divorce. And I feel guilty and disrespectful to my ex because mm-hmm. I am happy. So I don't want to tell people I'm happy, but actually mm. I'm doing okay.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually really common, right? Like you know, it's some mm. sort of betrayal if you're you know enjoying yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah.
1: actually incredibly healthy for your recovery. So that would be another thing. The other thing that and again, you mentioned, on this, mentioned this before, is start looking at what you want your future to be going forward. And so we're looking at, well, what do I want my future to be like in five years time, 10 years time, 15 years time? And I know because I've spoken to people about this and they're like, Alice, I'm struggling to see any sort of future for myself yes. right now. And that's entirely appropriate place to be at some point in time, right? <laughs> like that's completely yeah. valid. But the more you start to chip away at that and consider that one, you do have a future beyond where you are right now. That's a big deal, right? To notice that you are going to get through this, but to really start to look at, well, what do I want in my future? And from a practical standpoint, you can look at it and go, well, what do I want? Where do I want to live? What do I want to look like financially? What dreams do I have that I haven't fulfilled on? What things couldn't I do in my relationship that I now can do? And there's nothing wrong with speculating on these things, regardless of whether you're going to take action on them or not not because what it starts to create is space beyond where you are right now and that visualizing and stepping forward into that space gives you a future to lean into so that you're not necessarily focused on all of the drama that can be happening right Mm. in front of you like especially if you're dragging through a long court case for example it's draining you feel in limbo all the time you don't
0: have any control over a lot of it yes time right
1: yes so you have to have something to focus on other than the shit you're dealing with right now
0: (laughs) yeah because it can be really hard to be forward focused when you're thinking, well, I, I have these mounting legal fees. I have, mm-hmm. you know, how mm-hmm. much is it going to end up costing? Yep. What will I get at the end of it? What if I don't yep. get anything? Mm-hmm. What if, you know, where will I live? What mm-hmm. would, and so it is when you feel stuck like that and you know there's an end date of course is an end date it has to end eventually but it can it's hard to make decisions and it's hard for you to be positive about the future because you're so stuck in not really feeling like you can move forward
1: yeah absolutely and and all of those considerations are incredibly valid and but then if you're starting to look at that future moving forward and you've got some clear ideas about what you want to do when that ends what you'll tend to find is that people will start to take little actions towards them anyway. It's like, yeah. well, you know, I've always wanted to try a career in, you know, X, Y, Z. And so you might start looking into, you know, well, how do I get qualified in that? Or, you know, I want to make sure that my finances work this way in the future. And so may- maybe you don't have access to those finances right now. Yeah. But then the moment that you do, you know exactly what to do with them, right? Like you're not yeah. left with a whole flurry at the other end. And I think this is where like working with somebody who is a, is a divorce coach or a life coach or, you know, anything that's of forward and positive thinking can start to help you shift some of the mindsets around what's possible and what options you have and start to put some of those things in action now, as well as dealing with all the practical stuff and keeping your spirits void.
0: Yeah, 100%. Because I think as well, the other thing that comes with a divorce is the feeling of unfairness and Mm. and unjust Mm -hmm. and and, you know you hear it all the time with the family courts like it's not fair Um, and there's a lot of unfairness that happens one person has to leave the home the other one Mm -hmm. gets to stay Um, one person can be more in control of the money one person can come from a wealthier family and then Mm -hmm. therefore they've got the family footing all the legal bills there's a lot of unfairness I think that comes and that's that's hard when you're feeling really unjust and like things heavily weighted against you, I guess. And so, again, it's like how do you cope with that feeling of unfairness and not getting that, you know, anger and resentment because, you know, you just think how is – you start to question yourself. What have I done wrong? Do I deserve this? You know, like is this karma? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, I do absolutely. And, And I think all of those feelings of, you know, resentment and anger and frustration, again, completely valid you should absolutely voice them right like it's important that you don't bottle any of that stuff and that you do have a space where you can actually go you know what it's completely reasonable that I'm pissed off right now (laughs) and I'm doubting myself and in terms of what you can do about that as we said there's a lot of times you don't have any control over that or it feels unfair but again going back to you know getting some clarity around those things and looking at okay what can I control here what don't I have control over and again looking at well where can I expend my energy the best so if there are some things that I can control like how do I react to this situation mm-hmm. or can I talk to a professional in this area that would make a difference that's something I can control but what other parties do we don't have any control over and sometimes we don't have control over what happens within the legal system either mm. or you know if our partner's family has a lot of money or that sort of thing we don't have control over that but something that we do have control over is how we operate and how we improve ourselves so you know a lot of what I work with with women is on their mindset and you know looking at okay well what they thought was possible for themselves or what society dictated was possible for them it's not necessarily true yeah (laughs) and you really get to look at okay well what could I do and challenging those beliefs and stepping out of your comfort zone I really encourage people to invest in themselves a lot Mm -hmm. and when I say invest in themselves that could be you spend a day uh, you know some time every day writing in your journal it may be that you take on a course that you've been considering for some time sometimes I don't know a lot of women going through this space love to upgrade their wardrobes because it makes (laughs) you feel amazing (laughs) yeah it does right and sometimes you know people go oh you know but I haven't got the money for that but you know for the most part we've got some daggy undies that we probably should not wear and we put them on anyway and they make us feel shit and we just shouldn't wear them we can get rid of those but they're so Um, comfy (laughs) (laughs) they're so comfy yes you know and and so little upgrades like that can really make a difference and perhaps you wear that dress that you only save for good occasions, or perhaps you put on makeup. So one of the things that I used to do quite a lot when I was feeling particularly rubbish, with those days when I was feeling particularly rubbish, I would put makeup on. And
0: oh my god, that is such a thing!
1: It's such a thing because then every yeah. time I'd walk past the mirror, because even though I felt like crap, I was like, oh, you don't look too bad.
0: Because <laughs> I started turning into a real slob last year, and I found uh-huh. that I was just kicking around a grey track. So like mm. top knot, and like not brushing my teeth until just mm. before I had to go pick the kids up from school, and yeah. I was like dude what the fuck are you doing you just so out yeah. this shit like I was like right you used to always get up do your hair do your makeup you know so I have been trying to get back into that routine because my gosh it makes such a difference to your day and how you feel about yourself
1: yeah and I think it's a really good point to make right you know something that I do and I still do today in terms of you know ongoingly developing myself is I have a morning routine and and I actually call them workability routines and I had these when I was going through you know separation and divorce or you know other challenging times in my life because on those days when you get up, and you have to think about what you have to do, and you have to talk yourself Mm. into what there is to do, you know, it's several steps harder. But if you've just got a list that you can follow without turning your brain on, and you know that that workability list, if you do those things on the list, your day will go better. It's just so much easier to follow that. I think
0: that goes with anything related to mental health. You know, Mm. I've spoken about it before when it comes to anxiety and Mm. and any of that. It is literally a daily routine. (laughs) And you quite often when you fall off the wagon and you spiral, like you're going through a divorce or something tricky. You start drinking more than you should. You stop eating or then you start eating just Uber Eats and, you know, all those good healthy habits start to go out the window because Mm. you're in pain and you're trying to put that that fire out Mm. and you start to spiral, which in fact in those times is when you need your healthy habits of eating right, sleeping well, exercising. You need those the most, but it's – funny how they often go by the wayside when you're going through a shit time and then you have to you know pick yourself up and get back on that that wagon again to good health later
1: yeah and I think the bit you said at the end there which is you know you have to pick yourself up and get back on the wagon and one of the things that I'm a big advocate of is being really gracious and generous with yourself during this Mm -hmm. period because there are going to be days where you've just got nothing in the tank right Mm -hmm. and you are going to lean on those those poor habits, if we want to yeah. put it that way, rose day all day. <laughs> Maybe not all day, but anyway, <laughs> you know. So you are going to lean on those habits. So I think it's really important to go. You know, sometimes you're going to have those days, and that's actually a nurturing experience. And that sounds kind of weird because we know it's not good for us. But at the same time, sometimes that's what you need to get you through and go, you know what? It's okay for me to eat an entire tub of ice cream today Mm. in front of Dr. Phil. You know, because, you know, after you watch Dr. Phil, you think, shit, my life's not so bad. Anyway, you know, but you can pick yourself up and go again the next day. It's like, you know, it's all right. Yep. I had a day off. Tomorrow I'll get up and go again. But what matters is you go, oh, I'm going to get up and go again.
0: Yep, yeah, 100%. And I think as well it's important to we've spoken a lot about women today, but men equally <laughs> – I often feel bad for them because I have male friends going through mm. divorce and they like, you know, if, if I did the things to her that she was doing to me, yeah. I'd be in jail. You know, yeah. there is two sides to the spectrum and I know I work with women and you work with women, but, you know, it, it is just to give a little bit of a shout out to the men. Mm. You know, it is, it is equally as painful, equally as unfair, equally as... You know, all those things we've spoken about today happen for the men just as much as it does the women and would you agree?
1: Yeah, for sure. I've got a really good friend of mine going through a really bizarre kind of separation at the moment. And I say bizarre because you're just like, what
0: the hell happened there? But anyway, yeah, yeah
1: and it's an, it's the same same level of struggle, you know, dealing with the heartbreak and the not understanding what's going on and, you know, why is this person who I thought I knew behaving like that? Yeah, all of these things are exactly the same and, you know, men Often drink quite a lot. You know, it's a socially acceptable thing to do in some ways. Yeah, no, absolutely. It impacts uh, men and women equally.
0: I think as well, you go through this thing when you see, you spend a lot of time racking your brains as to why. Why is this person behaving so Mm. horribly? Yeah. And why? You know, you're really trying to understand the meaning behind it. And then you start to think, well, was this there the whole time and I just didn't see it? And then you start to think, how could I have been (laughs) married to this person? It's interesting, but, you know, and and that's something I see a lot of is that trying to grasp why. Why are they doing this? Why are they acting like this?
1: Yeah, I think it's one of the really challenging things about a separation when you see your ex-partner doing things that are completely unexpected and you're like, well, what the hell happened? You know, like this is not the person that I married, you know, and stepping back to your comment about, you know, did I misread the signs here in any way, Mm. shape or form? And some things, again, I don't think there's things we have control over and we don't know, you know, what reasons they're giving to things or you know what other people are saying to them like we, mm-hmm. we just don't know right and I think and I'm sure you've had this experience what I think you touched on it before like when people are going through a separation or divorce one of the things that people love to do and, and it's very well intentioned it's like when you have a baby right everybody's got a story about you know <laughs> when they had their baby or their auntie's sister's niece had a baby yes and they want to give you all the best advice in the world yes but I think I <laughs> think is everybody's situation is really different, and there are so yep. many complete competing factors, right? And so, I think a lot of those things, you know, influence people as well. And you, you never know what sort of professional advice people are getting, yeah, as well. Yeah, oh my
0: god. And so, on that note, because we're running out of time, how do you work with women to help them get through separation and divorce? Yeah, well, there's multiple different stages that people
1: come to me at so some people come to me when they're just they're still married like they're considering separating but there's a bunch of factors that they they don't know what to do with and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's because there's infidelity and they're like shit I've been with this guy for 20 years it would break up the family home I don't really know what to do sometimes people are in the middle of the space so you know if they've separated and they're like Shh, there's just so much stuff mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed and sometimes people are like I've got a lady at the moment who's been two years since she's been separated and she's like I've just had no motivation to deal with this stuff but I yes. want to get on with my life which is completely understandable and also really common so firstly, we would have a look at you know where they are and where they want to be and then look at all the practical elements that need to be taken care of within in that space and then set some really inspiring goals that they could work towards which would encompass those practical elements but also look at their mindset, where they're going and what they want their future to be. And so that's the process that we work through. And usually by the end of it, people have a lot of clarity about where they're going, um, yeah. what's important to them. One of the things I love seeing is after about three sessions, people start to believe in themselves and, and value themselves. It's like the best
0: thing ever. It's like, oh, actually, right, I'm yeah. important too. I'm like, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, I think it's a time to get incredibly selfish and all about yourself.
1: And I think if women in particular, especially mothers, right, like we put ourselves on the bottom of the pile and if any of advice and definitely with some of my clients you know we talk about this you're like you need to bring yourself up to at least the same level as importance that you deal with your children like if this was something that would make a difference for your child right now you would find the money you would find the resources and you would make it happen and you know you know I would actually argue that you know in actual case you need to make yourself more of a priority so that you can be there for your children as well and so I think that's a really powerful place for people to um to stand in. No, it's not selfish. You're actually just making yourself as valuable as everybody else.
0: (laughs) And because when you're happy, the kids will be happy.
1: Yeah. If you're looking after yourself, you have more of a capacity to be with them. And I think the
0: best gift you can give a child if you're going through divorce is to leave the child out of it.
1: Oh, it's a really complicated one. And so depending on how old the kids are, because, of course, if they're a bit older, they know what's going on.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. They're not stupid. My kids then, are like detectives. They know everything. They go through my phone, you know. It's like, stop that. <laughs> it's cute.
1: <laughs> Put a better lock on that phone, seriously. Yes. Yeah, no, I, it's really challenging. I think if your kids are older, I think it's it's worth having conversations with them about it. Like I was very much of the opinion, you don't involve kids. I wrote an article for a single mum's website a couple of months ago. I'm like, you know what? I should ask my children what they think because they're older now, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, what did we do that worked and what did we do that sucked, right? And I'm like, I really didn't want to hear the sucked bit. But, yeah. in, you know, in terms of making a difference for other people, I asked the question. And my kids were, oh, I don't know, 14, 15, 17-ish, that sort of space. And my daughter said it was really confusing for her to go between our two houses. And in one house, mum was sad. And then I'd go to dad's house and dad was sad and I didn't understand why. So there was probably something going on in the legal proceedings that was challenging for both of us and she didn't understand why and she said that was really confusing for her. My son who's older, he also echoed those statements like he yeah, just felt left out of the loop. So that was really good feedback. And the other thing I asked him was if you had advice for parents who were going through this space and how they communicated with their children, if they did or not, what would you tell them? And he said, ask your kids if they want to know what's going on.
0: Oh, my gosh. And yeah.
1: if they say yes, then tell them. That was what he said to me. And I had never thought about that because I was like, well, and I, I think you should keep the kids out of it but of course if it's
0: really confusing for them
1: they know that something's not right they know that you're separated and you know my daughter would have been no nah, I'm good
0: <laughs> I guess, I guessing, as long right? as you're being respectful of the other parent and not critical of the other parent that's right in that yeah. communication and I think that's where it probably it gets a bit blurry is people can be oh well you know your dad's being an asshole mm-hmm. he won't give me money for this yep. and or you know that's where it crosses the line but yeah, I think that's it's okay to say hey you know what we're still sorting things out we're going mm-hmm through lawyers to get the money sorted. It's stressful, but it's going to be okay.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really important what you said there about being respectful right it's so important that your children still have positive relationships with their parents I know there's caveats around that of course but I think it's really important anyway I think it's very important to communicate clearly you know we're having a disagreement over something because that's the only time it becomes a problem Right? like everything's smooth sailing you're like yeah Yeah. no we're all good we're dealing with the legal stuff actually we're having a bit of a disagreement about how we separate you know the house for example Uh, it's not something that you need to worry about do you have any questions about that so getting them an Opportunity to have a dialogue with you, but you have to be in a really level-headed space to be able to do that. And I think that goes back to our previous comment, which is you need to look after and value yourself so that you're in a good space to be Mm. able to support them through this as well, because it's scary for them as well,
0: right? Yep. So go buy yourself that new dress. Hell yeah, go shopping. Well, thank you. Replace your knickers. Yeah, go (laughs) get some new knickers for God's sakes. Well, thank you. I feel like I could talk to you about this for days, and I'm sure there's going to be I don't know 50% of the women listening to this might need you or somebody <laughs> ha, ha ha so in which case if you need somebody like Alice in your life right now or Thinking you might need someone like Alice, where can they find you?
1: Uh yeah, the best place to probably find all of my details is on my website at AliceMcDonald.com. It's McDonald with an MC. And then you can find links to my Instagram and my Facebook from there. And if people are in this space and they're just like, nah, I don't want to work with a coach right now, but I just need some guidance, there's a, a free downloadable that people can just download. It's amazing. A, a small workbook that people can just go through and actually goes through a lot of the stuff that we spoke about today.
0: I know and it seems so like simple but so worthwhile doing. But also yeah. I will put Put all the um, links to your everything you've mentioned in the show notes as well. Sweet. Okay, thank you so much, Alice. You're really welcome. Thanks for your time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell, and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au. Or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch.